0: The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie.
1: Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Monday morning headlines. Driving into work may take a little longer than usual this week. TxDOT says multiple northbound and southbound main lane, frontage roads, and flyovers will be closed every day at U.S. 183 from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., and it continues all the way through Wednesday.
2: Travis County is hosting its fourth Expunction Expo. This is to help residents clear criminal records. County leaders are gathering this morning at 10 at the Parque Zaragoza Recreation Center. You can check the Travis County Clerk's website to register and see if you qualify.
1: A person is dead after being struck and killed by a car in North Austin at Mopac and Capitol Texas Highway just before 8.50 last night, just before 9 p.m. The driver stayed behind and is cooperating with police. Well, with the weather in Texas being so extreme, Austin Energy is planning ahead for when the next storm hits. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez.
2: And I'm Tom Miller. There is some new data giving us a detailed look at how quickly the power outages spread all across the city during last month's ice storm. KXAN's Brianna Hollis is breaking down those numbers and shows us the steps Austin Energy is taking to make the process more efficient.
3: It took us less than a minute.
2: Look at a little bit and then just
0: shut off completely. To
3: find people at the park who had power outage gripes.
0: For me the first night caused a lot of, there was a lot of stress in that for sure. The other major thing was just like making sure that like my animals and I stayed warm.
3: KXAN data journalist Christopher Adams made this chart from data he obtained from Austin Energy about its restoration process. It shows how quickly outages peaked on February 1st at nearly 175,000 customers without power, which is more than 30% of all customers. The number of customers without power didn't drop below 100,000 until February 3rd, and it took 10 days for Austin Energy to fully restore power. The storm caused long-duration outages. In a special cold meeting after the storm, Austin Energy discussed its response to the power outages. The Austin Energy General Manager Jackie Sargent says she has directed staff to examine the utility's communication process process and admitted Austin Energy should have sent emails and text messages to customers more quickly. She also called for a feasibility study to take a closer look at the cost of varying more power lines. Since the storm, Austin Energy has added two new full-time positions to its internal emergency management team and Sargent has reached out to utilities in cities that frequently deal with hurricanes for additional insight. I've connected my team and directed them to schedule site visits to learn how they prepare for and manage hurricane restoration and coordinate their efforts with their respective city operations. All with the hopes of getting the lights on more quickly the next time around. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News.
2: Austin Energy has also made changes to its outage reporting website, so the system shouldn't bottleneck the next time an influx of reports come in.
1: Yeah, going in depth here, Travis County estimated the total cost of storm and damages to be around twenty-nine million dollars. The county also said they they needed $12 million in funding for debris and all the cleanup on top of that. And then there, there's the extra funding for emergency response, road and bridge repair. The chairman of the Public Utility Commission of Texas told the Austin Business Journal, it would cost at least a million dollars per mile to bury existing power lines underground.
4: First warning weather
0: with meteorologist Kristen Curry.
1: Again, Monday morning, it's a
5: quiet start to the day. We don't have much when it comes to radar, but cloud cover is something you'll notice this morning. Those clouds thicken spots, maybe even a little bit of fog in areas. It's not dense at the moment, but it's something we're going to be keeping an eye on through this morning. Your temperatures are in the 50s and 60s as you start the day. Currently sitting at 61 in Georgetown, 62 in Austin. We've got temperatures in the 50s out west. Everybody in the 50s and 60s, everyone within a few degrees of where we were yesterday if not even a little bit warmer over the I-35 corridor in eastern counties. And this warming trend will take us into the later part of today. We go from temperatures in the 60s around 9 a.m. to the 70s at lunch, and then forecast high today likely to come close to about 82 degrees. That is still a good 10 degrees warmer than where we should be this time of year. Morning clouds, afternoon sunshine, repeat. That's going to be the pattern for the next three or four days. It's going to be warm and muggy afternoons to anticipate. But some uncertainty with our next cold front, Thursday into Friday, it really depends on how far this cold front reaches. Is it going to pass all the way through? Is it going to stall to the north? Is it going to sit on top of us? It has major implications to our temperature forecast. So I'm going to show you what I'm looking at, the possible scenarios we could see later this week. It's coming up in your first morning forecast.
1: Okay, Kristen, thank you. We expect more information about a body found and recovered from Lady Bird Lake.
2: Austin police responded to West Riverside Drive yesterday and there they found the body of an adult in the water. Investigators haven't released any other information about that person or how they ended up in the lake. The South by EDU conference for teachers and educators kicks off today. South by EDU runs until Thursday. One of the key focuses includes school safety. There's also gonna be discussions on topics like artificial intelligence in the classroom. U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona is going to be there. He'll be discussing diversity and the performance of teachers. The main South by Southwest Conference kicks off Friday. You
1: may have seen protesters outside of the state capitol why they're demonstrating against
2: Austin police and a promising tool to fight high cholesterol. The new option that appears to have less side effects. Good morning. It is 438 and a live look outside from our KXAN tower camera looking back at downtown. We appreciate you being here with us demonstrators gathered at the state capitol over two deadly police shootings one of them still under investigation
1: yeah the first one involved alex gonzalez back in 2021 and then another involving rajan munsa in november of last year in january officers were cleared of wrongdoing in the case of alex gonzalez
6: we want to make sure that his name is not forgotten we think it's really important that we keep the momentum on these issues
1: Uh, Yesterday, others who walked past the protest downtown spoke to us in support of the police department. But the investigation into Manasinga's case is still ongoing.
5: Another powerful winter storm battered the northern California mountains yesterday. Forecasters are expecting another 2-4 to four feet of snow to fall by the end of the day tomorrow. Yet there's at least three ski resorts in the Lake Tahoe area closed due to heavy snow. Winter storm warning, in addition to avalanche warnings, remain in effect for several more inches of snow and wind gusts up to 70 mph.
2: Still ahead, why Texas lawmaker is looking to require landlords to change how they handle broken air conditioning.
1: Another train derailment in Ohio involving the same company who's train derailed last month. The new concerns about the company's safety record.
6: Good morning. UT baseball concludes their series with Cal State Fullerton in the final of the ATX Open at Westwood Country Club. That's later in sports.
5: This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pullout shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom
1: pull-out shelves. Everything in reach. Good morning, everyone. On this Monday, a look outside for one of our many cameras throughout Central Texas. This one is showing the city of Austin skyline right there. So happy to have you around on this Monday. Let's talk about the news. A state senator is pushing to limit land sales to some immigrants from China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea citing national security concerns.
2: And as KXA's Ryan Chandler reports, the debate is heating up at the Texas Capitol now about who gets to own a piece of Texas.
7: Signing this bill into law, we are damaging our foundation of the American spirit. More than 100 people, mostly Chinese Americans, stood against a bill they say would end their American dream.
0: SB 147 and SB 711 are a slap on my face. It scoffs at me. Sorry, you're not Texan.
7: Senate Bill 147 would have banned all citizens of China, Russia, Iran and North Korea from buying any property in Texas. Also
0: to address the concerns
5: that you're seeing across our nation. Uh, You've seen North Dakota, several other states taking action, Florida. Virginia most recently in protecting land holdings against what we would say are truly hostile governments.
7: State Senator Lois Colcourse introduced a new version of the bill, which she says will address the concerns heard in committee. SB 147 now exempts legal permanent residents from the ban on buying land, but even gaining that status can take years. How do you respond to, to the critics who worry that people who are in the process of trying to become somebody who would be exempt from this bill um, and and in that time cannot buy a home or or lay that uh, base for their families.
5: So Ryan, I'm very sympathetic about that and that's why I made another change to the bill that said that you can buy a home. Uh, You do not have to be a legal permanent resident or a citizen.
7: Some worry still though that any bill which applies to people based on their national origin, could violate the Texas Constitution. Discrimination on the basis of national origins is a violation of these values. And the debate will continue. The new version of the bill was left pending in committee
2: on Thursday. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. Governor Greg Abbott and Texas Congressman Michael McCall have voiced their support for the bill McCall is the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and he says he's concerned about foreign entities buying land here in Texas.
1: Well, we can also tell you there's some good news for millions of Americans with high cholesterol. There's a new study out there published by the New England Journal of Medicine, and it shows a drug already approved by the FDA, and it's called pemdioic acid, helps to lower cholesterol while also reducing the risk of heart attacks. The lead author of the study explains how significant this is. We now have a new drug uh, that's been available but not used that we can feel comfortable in using for these patients that have this very vexing problem of intolerance to statins. It worked on reducing those very serious heart-related complications of high cholesterol, but without producing uh, adverse effects. Coming up this morning on the Today Show, Dr. Natalie Azar breaking down this hopeful new research and what it means for you or your
2: loved ones. New study found a Texas original has the healthiest cheeseburger. Hmm. The study ranked America's healthiest cheeseburgers and Whataburger is on top of the list. (laughs) It has the second lowest fat and calorie contents per ounce in the entire study performs well in the salt and sugar categories, and wouldn't you know, In-N-Out was right behind as number two.
1: As the healthiest In-N-Out? Uh, healthiest. I think it was yeah, the sodium on that. It's, it's like over the top. Yeah, I mean the sodium on any of them. It's true. It's yeah. like hard
5: to put cheeseburger and healthy in the same sentence. But I'll take it. Yeah. I know. No. You don't need to tell me twice. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here. Happy Monday. Hope you enjoyed those nice warm temperatures we had over the weekend. And uh, you know, they were going to continue for most of this week. Clouds and radar not showing anything in our direction just yet. That'll come in later into the work week, but right now, a lot of cloud cover outside. Lorenz and Lorenz 360 camera showing us that. There's Austin there in the background. There's a camera out there in the West Hills, and currently we're sitting a 62 downtown, most of us in the 50s and 60s, with winds coming out of the south-southwest at about 5 miles per hour humidity up there. In fact, we do have some of those low clouds and uh, some of the fog to watch for. It's not widespread, not very dense, in most areas, but we will watch Hayes County, Caldwell County in particular here. You'll notice some of those lowest readings at the moment down towards San Marcos and Luling about a mile and a half or less. So be sure to factor that into your morning drive, lower the speeds, keep those high beams off. Temperatures are in the 50s and 60s everywhere you look. So I would say it's a mild start to the day and we are on our way to a warm finish. 70 is expected by lunch. Forecast high today 82 degrees. It's going to be unseasonably warm yet again. The more Morning clouds will clear, and we are on our way to an afternoon of sunshine. So we're going to see the same kind of thing today, tomorrow, and again on Wednesday, clouds come back overnight. So Tuesday, tomorrow, we start cloudy, and then we're going to see the sunshine come in in a later afternoon. You'll notice that brief little flash of green. Could we see a few spots of mist and drizzle within some of those low clouds? Yes, I ran into some mist on my way in this morning too, but no measurable rain is expected from that. Not yet at least. Let's talk about when things change. We're going to be watching cold front that's going to be up in North Texas here as we get towards a later end of the week. That's where those showers and storms are focused on Wednesday. Now could we see that cold front get pushed into our area as we get into Thursday and Friday? Yes, but there's some uncertainty as to just how much cooler our temperatures will drop, especially because we're a good four or five days out right now. Some of our forecast models are having a hard time figuring out just what our temperatures will look like on the backside. Some are going 50s, some are staying in the 80s. So a lot of uncertainty surrounding the temperatures. I'm not blown away by the rainfall potential out of this thing. Maybe we get a quarter of an inch, but it does not look impressive. I think the temperatures will be the bigger issue here. 7-day shows 80s today through Thursday. We're going to get the winds going ahead of the cold front and behind it right now I'm going to go conservative with the cool down and take us down to the lower 70s but just keep in mind this could change as we get more data coming in with this next cold front so keep it on cake for updates but no temperatures getting cooler towards the end of the work weekend weekend overnight lows in the 50s and 60s. <laughs>
1: An East Austin woman featured in a KXA investigation is now the inspiration for an effort to change Texas law. A proposed bill would make AC repair in apartment complexes a high priority and force landlords to take action if the air conditioning stays off too long. I felt helpless. I couldn't do anything.
4: When we introduced you to Thelma Reyes last summer,
1: the thermostat read above 90 degrees.
4: She was having a hard time keeping her cool.
1: It was hotter in here than it was outside.
4: She told us her apartment's AC wasn't working and lasted for five days, even though she complained to management.
1: I called every day. So now what? What are we going to do? When are you going to do it? And they were not responsive to me initially or to KXAN, but this bill came about to remedy her situation, which they did do eventually.
4: When state representative Cheryl Cole had to get involved to try to help, she decided state law needed to change. So I wanted to do something to
1: stand behind Mr. Reyes and other people in similar situations.
4: Last July, the Austin Tenants Council told me it was getting on average five calls a day from renters complaining of no AC. Cole told me that she would file legislation to hold apartment landlords and management accountable and late last month she filed House Bill 2592. The measure requires apartments statewide to provide air conditioning that maintains a temperature of 10 degrees below the recorded temperature outside or 85 degrees, whichever is lower. It requires landlords or management to repair or replace faulty air conditioning within five days or provide the renter an air conditioning unit or another place to stay until repairs are made. We
1: wanna protect our tenants from the calamity or stalling that happened with her and her apartment complex.
2: That was Mike Rush reporting for us. Cole says if she gets pushback on the bill, it would most likely come from the Texas Apartment Association. So we reach out to the TAA. Spokesperson tells us the organization hasn't taken a position on the bill yet, but it wrote, while enforcement is typically through local code officials, the property code provides additional remedies in situations that affect health or safety. Adding, we look forward to learning more about why current law is not sufficient and additional protections may be needed.
6: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. Texas certainly has had better starts on the diamond, but a turnaround has to start somewhere. And the Longhorns did their best to have it start Sunday in their series finale with Cal State Fullerton. On the road, of course. First, the team split the first two games of the series, so the winner of this game won the series. Bottom of the first base is loaded for Fullerton, and Nate Ninkle gets the single to drop in the outfield there. That makes it one nothing Titans. 3-0 now in the top of the fifth. Eric Kennedy puts the Longhorns on the board with that home run to right field. Top of the ninth, same score. Jack O'Dowd with one on gives this one a ride over the fence, and that ties the game up. At 3, Jack O'Dowd just in time right there with that home run. Goes to extra innings and in the top of the 10th. Peyton Powell sends this one into the right field corner. And that double will score the go-ahead run for the Longhorns. 4-3, to bottom of the 10th. Two on for Fullerton. But Carter White, another blooper for Fullerton. That one lands in center field and ties the game at 4. Bottom of the 11th. Two outs, two on, two strikes. Angelo Alleman hits it. That falls between Mitchell Daly and Porter Brown. And with that, Fullerton wins in extras five to four. So Texas loses that game and the series. ATX open final on Sunday at Westwood Country Club. Big crowd for Varvera, Gracheva, and Marta Kostchik. Kostchik up five to three in the first set. Great drop shot right here to bring up set point. And she would take it. Crowd loving that. Gracheva up. Five to four serving for the second set. Kostic breaks to make it even at five apiece. Championship point. 20 year old playing for history. Kostic is able to hold on. An emotional moment for her. That's her first WTA singles title there for Marta Kostic. All right, well, that does it for sports. Let's go back over to you.
1: Okay, thank you so much. We know artificial intelligence can do so much. Yeah. We also know that it can write term papers.
2: Yeah, there's a lot it can do. We also look to reporter Rich Dermo, who explains why artists say their work is being used unfairly to train AI systems. This is Harley Quinn from Birds of Prey. Greg Hopwood is a
0: costume concept artist. Aggressive amounts of creativity. You're making a thousand decisions every second with every part of your creative fiber. He creates the initial look and feel of characters and places in movies, TV shows, and video games. We create artwork that Uh, visualizes things like the costumes, props, environments. Now he's worried his work could be replaced by artificial intelligence. To say I've been keeping a close eye on it would be an understatement. AI software tools can now generate artwork with just a few keywords. The issue, how these AI programs are trained. Finding out that all of our work has been scraped into these data sets of these uh, AI programs has been Terrifying it. No one was asked permission for
1: those images and they certainly weren't compensated for them either.
0: Rachel Minerding is co-founder of Concept Art Association, a group created to defend working artists.
5: Essentially have artists be a voice at the table when these kind of conversations are being had about like how do we move forward with these technologies in an ethical way.
0: AI websites don't necessarily disclose where training images come from, often it's from whatever's. Posted online
5: the default should be for people to opt in not to opt out
0: we're all for tech innovation but it can't come at the cost of the working-class artists you know while the legality and ethics of this brave new AI generated world are worked out Hopwood has a simple suggestion to show your support if that's something that you're not comfortable doing support an artist go online find a Etsy shop find an artist commission some artwork <laughs> Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.